Hi, this is John Marks, and I'm the administrative pastor here at Waterside Church. I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast channel, where we upload weekly teachings from our senior elder Larry Titus and guests. Our hope is that these messages inspire you to grow your faith on a deeper level as we learn and lead together. Enjoy the message. I remember my mother going into prison. My mom was such a great, great, great lady, great preacher. And uh, because I've been in prison ministry since I was 18, and the very prison that Gene McGuire was saved in, our church was just a matter of maybe a couple miles from that facility. It is the central prison in the state of Pennsylvania, the Correctional Institution at Camp Hill. It's where all inmates come when they begin to serve felony charges. And um, I took everybody that I could in, including my mother, my aged mother. I wouldn't say I forced her. I, I leaned heavily on her till she consented, but she consented willingly. I remember her sitting next to an inmate, Jim Law, who is now in the ministry in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, Jim Law. And she said, Jim, would you like to know what God's plan is for your future? And I saw his excited look, yes. She said, well, God won't tell you. <laughs> and I saw his countenance drop. The reason why God doesn't tell us is because we would mess it up really good. Because we would try to help him out. And we wouldn't need faith at all. Because if you knew, faith is unnecessary. So God gives you these little tidbits of light. He gives you these little surprises of revelation. But the Bible says that the word is like a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. He anoints and blesses your steps, but not your jumps and skips and hops. So your steps have been ordained to the Lord. And he wants you to know that he has a plan for you and he wants you to understand you can trust his word. He has a plan for you. He's never, ever going to divert from his plan. It is a plan that he's had since eternity because everything that God does, he plans. Did you think that creation was so spontaneous he didn't think about it? Even that, before the cosmos was created, was in the mind of God. It was in the mind of God. Every detail of all of the stars and all of the galaxies, everything is created by the sovereign hand of God. But whenever he made his creation, Everything that he did, he said it was good, it was good, it was good. Tove, 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 it was good, good, good. And when he got to man, he said, man is tove, tove. Man is good, good. Because stars are great and he's named them and he's numbered them. Galaxies are great and they're beautiful. In fact, the Bible says they are, are ordained, which means that they were set in place. He set the stars in place and gave them a responsibility. And the sun and all of the animal kingdom and all the vegetation, everything else in his beautiful creation. But when he got to man, he said, man's good, good, because you are the centerpiece of his creation. So the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter number 29, a verse very common to so many people, 
I know the plans that I have for you, Nash. I know the plans that I have for you, Will. Isaiah, I know the plans that I have for you, Bryson. Ronnie, Chris, I know, Tori, Debbie, I know the plans that I have for you, declares Yahweh over 6,000 times in the Bible. His priceless name, I am, which means I am now. I am tomorrow. I am forever. I am a constant I am. I never vary from I am. I know the plans that I have for you, declares Yahweh. Plans for prosperity, for your welfare, for your blessing, and not for evil, meaning there is nothing evil in God's plan for you. If something comes into your life that looks negative, wait until God is finished. Because if it is in any way negative, it means he's not finished. I just received word from one of our elders today that their plans for their new home didn't pan out. That's a disappointment. But that means that God isn't finished yet because when he's finished, it is tov tov. It is good, good. He cannot do anything but bless you because you are the crown of his creation. To give you prosperity, a plan to give you a future and a hope. It is a plan, and God can no more deviate from his plan for you than he could deviate in his plan for the universe. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible is Psalm chapter number eight. It says, O Yahweh, our Adonai, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. <laughs> I love that. If you want to know where God is living right now, it is in above the heavens. You have set your glory above the heavens. He says, um, the infants and the children I have ordained for them to sing praise because of my foes and my avengers. They need to be taught a lesson from the kids. When we were in our time of worship watching this on Sunday afternoon last Sunday, because it was Father's Day, we were at our daughter's house and their kids and their grandkids and our great-grandkids were all there. And we were, I was sitting directly behind the whole row of my daughter's eldest son, Brandon Lozano, and his entire family, his wife, Chelsea, and Levi, and all the kids, Lan and the kids. I saw every one of them with their hands raised, worshiping God, down to the youngest and the fives and the fours, watching them worship God, all of them. You have ordained praise from children and infants so they could prove to the foe and the avenger what it's like to praise God. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you would put your hand upon him, that you would establish your glory on him? You made him a little lower than Elohim. You made him a little lower than Elohim God, crowned him with glory and honor. Do you know what that means? That whatever God created everything into the entire universe, including all the angelic, that means the cherubim, the seraphim, angels, then when he made man, he made you in his image and crowned you with glory. 
And he has a plan for your life, and that plan was determined from eternity. Ephesians 1.4 is very clear, is very clear that he chose you from before the foundation of the world. That, that is unbelievable to me that I was in the mind of God knowing, because there's nothing that God does not know. If you think there's something God does not know, you don't know God. There is nothing that God does not know. And we mentioned the fact that he knows the sparrows that fall. Those sparrows, the sparrows that are in the Bible uh, counted as one penny, two for one penny. Not one sparrow falls without my father's attention. Can you imagine our globe? 25,000 miles around our globe. Every bird in the universe Every fish, every single thing that lives and breathes. There's not a worm. There's not a gnat, not a fly. There's nothing God cannot know, including the thoughts of our minds. So the Bible says in the sovereignty of God, he chose to crown you with glory and honor, and he has a plan for your life. So for all of those that think that you're just going to get by and be mediocre, I have news for you. God didn't create anybody for mediocrity. He created you to excel. He created you to carry his nature. He created you to be unbelievably gifted. When I hear these singers and these musicians tonight, I just can't imagine how much of God is in Quinnell. I can't imagine how much of God is in Deborah and in John and in Vanjie and in Brandon. I cannot even imagine the glory, the anointing of God that is in Jess and the camera people and everything, everybody in this room, God has a plan for you. And that plan is that you would excel. The Bible says in Galatians 1.15 that God chose Paul to be an apostle from the foundation. So God didn't look at Paul whenever he was encouraging people to kill Stephen in Acts 7 and say, hey, buddy, you would make a great apostle. He knew from eternity what Saul of Tarsus would become. He knew that he would write nearly half the New Testament. He designed him for greatness. And these 12 individuals, 11 from Galilee, that were absolute nobodies, he said, I'm going to choose you and make you somebody, and you're going to turn the world upside down. And I firmly believe, by the way, I firmly believe that, that you cannot know who you truly are as long as you serve the devil. I'm convinced you have no idea who you are. You're full of wrath, you're full of anger, you're full of bitterness, you're full of offense, you're full of sin, you're full of corruption. Say, oh no, I was good. No, you weren't, you were rotten. You were rotten. I said to one lady when her son was getting saved and was about to get saved, actually, she didn't know how soon it would be. She, I said, your son is a good boy. She said, no, he's totally rotten. And she was totally right as I got to know him, but when he got saved, that rottenness turned into greatness, and he became one of our great singers in our ministry and our choir. He became one of our great radio producers because God looks at this lump of clay and said, I'm gonna make you in my image, and I have a plan for you. 
That plan is not dependent on whether you're good or bad or fail or succeed. It is dependent upon a God who never fails. God says, I started it, and I'm going to finish it. Philippians chapter number one, verse number six. I love Ephesians chapter two, number 10, verse number 10, where it says, you are my workmanship created in Christ before the foundation of the world for good works. But can I tell you what the Greek word is? You are my poema. Does that sound like a word familiar to you? You are my poem. You are my poem. God says, I have written greatness upon you. I've written greatness upon you. He will never remember our mistakes, but he will remember his love for us and our love for him for eternity. He says in John 10, nobody can take you out of my hand and nobody can take you out of the hand of my father. I, I, I don't know how to tell you this with greater emphasis that you can relax in God's plan. He cannot fail. He will not fail. And he will not let you fail because he has chosen from eternity to reveal a plan that is perfect in all of its ways because he is perfect in all of its ways. So why don't you just go ahead and enjoy God and trust the fact that he can do a better job leading you than you can do. And he can do a better job with your future than you can do. So quit your anxiety and your worrying and your tenseness about what's going to happen tomorrow and trust to God who said, nobody can take you out of my hands. I started the work and I'm going to finish the work. I have a plan. And as a master architect, I will finish my plan. It's beautiful what God has designed. You happen to understand, don't you, that the one who foreknew you, pre-designed you, predestined you, pre-designed you, and the one who designed you, called you, and the one who called you, justified you, and the one who justified you, glorified you, so you cannot stop receiving the incredible blessings of God because you will be glorified as he glorified his son. You will be glorified. There was a pastor, we met him, actually he's from Salem, Oregon, but we met him in Youngstown, Ohio, and, and uh, my mom preached at his church several times. And we became friends with Ed Smeltzer and his wife. They went to Jerusalem, Israel to be interviewed uh, for the position of the chaplain, the Christian chaplaincy of the Christian embassy in Jerusalem, Israel. And a lady came up with him with a prophecy, kind of, you know, maybe in a shy way, like, I'm not sure that I heard from God, but I, I think I did. I, I think I heard God say something. And she said, does this mean anything to you? That God has designed your life like the seeds of a watermelon. <laughs> does that mean anything to you? And Ed says, I'm probably the only one in this whole place that it means something. Because when he was a young child growing up in Oregon, he loved dissecting watermelons and 
attempting to find the design of the seeds of a watermelon. So he would spend summer days slicing open a watermelon to see if he could come to that grand design that a watermelon carried, which was the amazing design of the seeds in a watermelon. So she speaks to him a prophecy decades later that reaches back to his age of 11 and 12 and 13, where as a child, young man, he would be dissecting watermelon. God has designed your life like the seeds of a watermelon. Does that mean anything to you? God has designed your life. There is not one thing that's out of order. If you will trust him, he knows every detail, even the smallest detail. His plan is perfect, and you can trust him, and you can also trust that it will be better than your plan. I'm gonna give one illustration in closing. In 1972, we had the pleasure of taking our choir to Munich, Germany, part of Youth with a Mission Evangelism at the Munich Olympics. Uh, every other day, we would stay back from going in to evangelize in the heart of Munich, and we would stay back at Herlock Castle where the ministry was located. So we would stay back there, and when we did, we would hear great teachers, Lauren Cunningham or Joy Dawson. And one of the teachers was a lady that I met for the first time, and her name was Corey Ten Boom. Corey Ten Boom, you may not know from younger generations, but she was the one that a movie was made about her life from Billy Graham called The Hiding Place. And a book was written of her life called The Hiding Place. Corrie Ten Boom was from Holland, and she was the daughter of a watchmaker. And um, she, would, uh, she would entertain people as they came in and, and uh, invite them in and host them, and her father would check out their clocks or their watches, and something that she was doing in secret became known to the Nazis, which is they had built us a room in their house that was a hidden room that they could hide Jewish babies and Jewish parents and then smuggle them out of Holland. On this particular time, a man came into the shop and said, Miss Ten Boom, I hear that you've been able to smuggle out Jewish children and, and, and uh, Jewish parents. I would like to do that myself. Could you tell me how you do it? And she shared the secret. He was an informer, a spy for the Nazis. So they arrested all of her family members, including her father, including her sister Betsy, and then other relatives, and they were all put to death. And in God's providence, see, God makes no mistakes because he has a plan. And in his plan, they made a mistake in the records and released Corey Ten Boom from the Nazi concentration camp in Ravensbrück, Germany. So she began preaching the gospel around the world. So she is teaching, and I was one of the leaders, so I'm sitting in the front row. And as I sit there, I'm just feeling the love of God ooze out of Corrie Ten Boom like a river. It was like a river of love that was emanating from her. And Corrie then, at the end of her message on one of those days, held up the ugliest 
tapestry I've ever seen. Now, I've traveled the world, so I've seen tapestries that are absolutely spectacular. Tapestries in Rome, tapestries in Germany that are beyond imaginations, massive in England, massive, 20, 30 feet long tapestries. She held up this little tapestry that she had evidently woven, and I just thought, Corey, uh, you, you better stick to preaching. I've never seen anything so ugly. The threads didn't make, the yarns didn't make sense. They went all, they crisscrossed in every direction. And it was just, I thought, oh, Lord help her. And as I looked at this tapestry, she said, this is like your life. She said, the threads go every direction. You don't know why. Colors don't seem to mesh. Things don't seem to make sense to you. Circumstances and trials and things come your way and it doesn't make sense at all. And then she flipped over the tapestry. To your eyes, it doesn't make sense. But it's part of the design, a grand design for your life. God has a plan for your life. I'm asking you tonight to trust in the sovereignty of God that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion and everything you don't understand now you will when you see that beautiful landscape of God's master design making beautiful out of things. When he turns your sorrow into rejoicing and your mourning into dancing. When he takes all of the failures and turns them into glorious promotion. And all the things that seem fruitless into fruitfulness. Can you trust God that he who began a good work, he created you for greatness? We have a champion. He's never lost a battle. And he loves you more than you can possibly imagine. And he is seated with the Father, interceding for you day and night against the accusation of the devil. He's not only your friend, he's not only your savior, he's your brother. You are a child of the Most High God and all of the benefits that are due to Jesus come to you as well. Thank you for joining us today. I want to thank all of you who support our ministry and make this possible. If you'd like to partner with us, simply click the link in the description for more info. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel in order to be notified of future episodes. For more information on service times and location, please visit watersidechurch.com. Have a blessed day in Jesus and go be the church.